And another great day to you out there on the podcast world, and we do appreciate you for taking time to join me once again. I am your host, Dale Bader, and it's time for yet another edition of Focus on Fertility. And today, well, today it's uh, an opportunity for you to be interactive, in a sense, with the podcast as you can partake in helping some researchers out with an ongoing study, and it's pretty simple to be part of it. All you have to do is go online and complete a survey, and that's what we're going to talk about in detail today. I'd like to welcome our two guests from the University of Missouri in Columbia, Dr. Rusin Ozturk and Dr. Tina Bloom. Welcome to both of you today. Thank you. Thank you, Dale. Welcome again. Uh, Thank you for giving this opportunity and meet your uh, followers and your uh, clinic. Uh, We are very glad to... uh, reach your uh, type of things as well. Uh, thank you so much again. Well, this survey is, is, is interesting in the sense you're looking deeper into uh, individual women's experiences in their fertility realm. I'm going to let you talk more about that. But first of all, can you introduce uh, a little bit of background? Because my understanding from our brief conversation already is infertility really isn't where you guys are, have come out of. It, it's something you guys are starting to head into. And, and I think uh, speaking to several of the experts we've had on here, that that's a, a unique beginning and, and a uniqueness to our podcast. And uh, we're real excited to have you on board today. Thank you so much. Um, I want to say infertility actually is Ruchan's area. Um, she studies this uh, in Turkey and um, has worked on quite a bit of infertility research and published there. Um, For me, myself, uh, I'm a maternal child health researcher, and my background has really been focused more on women's stressors and their priorities for support in stress, and I also do quite a bit of research on trauma and violence. And um, so... Infertility for me is a new area, um, but working collaboratively with Rushan, she is here to do this postdoctoral fellowship, I've learned quite a bit um, from her and from the women that we have talked to, and um, I have to say it's a very interesting area. Um, Our participants in the research study have been phenomenal in sharing their experiences and perspectives. And um, what I have learned is that infertility for many women and um, their families is a tremendous stressor. And, you know, in many cases, they're most significant stressors. So we're really interested in learning ways um, that we can uh, recommend that, that women and their families be supported. So let's talk a little bit about this study and survey. You're looking at uh, learning more about the experiences of of women during childbearing age. And are you looking for specific individuals to complete the survey, or how broad of an audience are you looking at? Uh, We firstly want to survey in online, and they can uh, complete the survey in a short time. not uh, tw- uh, long the uh, 25 minutes. Uh, we try to understand their experience, uh, stress experience, their relationship uh, experience, um, also violence and stigmatization experience in your culture. 
So we uh, try to uh, understand uh, this approach uh, as uh, different uh, scales, different questionnaires. Uh, uh, we try to understand their um, uh, experience also. Uh, the second uh, piece of the uh, study, we also call them for interviewing uh, to understand deeply their uh, experience. And uh, we call them by phone or video chat. Uh, and like one hour, we interview this woman uh, and uh, uh, try to understand deeply their experience. Uh, we get so much important data from their uh, interviewing also. Uh, we have two sides of the study. Yeah. As Rusin said, um, it's you know sort of a two-part study. There is this online survey, which is pretty short and quick. It's completely anonymous. Um, and really, we're looking for um, women of childbearing age, um, which we've defined pretty much as 20 to 40 for this study. And women don't have, have to have had an experience of infertility. Um, we are pretty much serving um, uh, women uh, across the board and trying to get a bit of a better understanding of how... Um, women who are facing infertility might look different, you know, in terms of like their levels of stress compared to women who aren't facing that. So the study is pretty open, that survey, uh, to women age 20 to 40. Um, and then there, as Richard mentioned, um, we have been doing some qualitative interviews to follow up um, to sort of explore a little more in depth by hearing women's stories and their experiences and so the way that that works is um, for some women, there's a form at the end of the survey um, asking them if they might be interested in volunteering uh, to talk to us more in depth. And if they are, they can uh, go to a different survey and provide their contact information and we follow up with them um, to talk. And so we've done, I think, six or seven of those to date of the more in-depth interviews. Um, following the survey, and so the, the two uh, approaches have really um, helped to give us a, a rich perspective of what women experience. Um, it's, it's really been very, very interesting and, and so phenomenal. And how long is your study ongoing? So those who are listening and tuning in today, um, how much time do they have uh, to go and uh, help participate and answer the surveys? So we're encouraging people, um, if they can, to go in and complete the survey by the end of July. And uh, the reason that we have set that date is um, because Russian is, is here for a relatively short period of time. Um, and so we want to make sure that she has time to really... Uh, dig in and analyze the data. Uh, but that said, you know, we know that you have a lot of listeners and um, talking to you, we may extend that a little further, perhaps another couple of weeks. But I would say if people are interested in adding their voice to this survey and sharing their experiences on there, um, if they could respond by the middle of August, that would probably be ideal. And for those of you who are tuning in that would like to participate, uh, we're going to have as part of our podcast notes on our website, that's focusonfertility.net, will be some additional details regarding the study as well as the link 
so that you can access easily to that survey and participate. When do you anticipate possibly any results uh, coming out from uh, the study? Is there kind of a guideline or timeline maybe in that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Version will be uh, analyzing the survey results um, as soon as we close the survey. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be hard at work with that. Um, and the um, the more uh, in-depth interviews, we'll be analyzing those about the same time. I'm thinking that we would have some probably at least preliminary results by September yeah. and be ready to publish findings Um you know, sometimes we we'll submit in October or so. Um, and one of the things that we have really committed to do, um, we have, uh, you know, we've been advertising this study um, in social media groups. Uh, one thing we've learned is that in the United States, that um, infertility groups on social media are extremely active sources of social support and information. So we've gotten a lot of participants from those groups, and we've committed to returning the study results and sharing them, uh, not obviously in a way that would identify anyone's individual experience um, or you know, uh, identify a person, but sharing the results back with the community and those social media forums, and, and we'd be happy to share them with your listeners as well. Um, from what we're finding so far, I, I think that they'll be useful and interesting, and, and we hope um, will be uh, useful to help support women and families in the future. It's also important for uh, health professionals because mm -hmm. some of women also told us uh, they uh, focus on the treatments mostly, but uh, sometimes we cannot uh, uh, catch their feelings and their emotions when uh, they are uh, in treatment process. So uh, maybe nurse, midwife, and uh, doctors, uh, we also um, try to give like a guidelines uh, to give uh, much more uh, approach to understand that woman emotion uh, and their stress when uh, they, they are threatened. So uh, it's also important for healthcare providers, uh, mm -hmm. also for uh, women uh, who face uh, this treatment as well. And we try to compare the uh, infected woman and infected woman, not uh, just uh, the uh, survey infertile women. Also, we try to understand uh, the differences. So, uh, women who have got a child also can feel this survey as well, and uh, who try to get pregnant, uh, we uh, try to focus these two groups and compare these two groups. So, uh, all women nearly <laughs> join our uh, survey, and uh, we are very glad to share this uh, information with you and your groups as well. Thank you. Wonderful. And uh, Dr. Ostrick, I'm just curious, ha have you noticed anything in any of the uh, initial data that you've seen? Uh, have you ever looked at uh, similar research since you're, you said you were from Turkey? Is there similarities between uh, the individuals, you know, or are there unique uh, differences that you've noticed? Thank you. Uh, in fact, uh, I work in this area and I'm curious why the developed country uh, doesn't work this topic because uh, infertility uh, and cultural uh, differences nearly work in the Middle East country like India or 
Iraq tour and Turkey maybe. Uh, but uh, when I checked the literature, there is not so much research in this area like European country or U.S. and other developed countries. So uh, there is also my question, uh, what is the difference of the culture uh, effect on uh, infertility? Because there is not so much research, maybe they don't feel any uh, pressure and uh, there is no cultural um, effect on the infertility. Just uh, it's related to our area or um, I think it's not really sorry, but it's universal things. But I just wanted to show that with our uh, study, with Dr. Below. And, and I'll piggyback on that and say that, uh, you know, a couple of things that we have been talking about, um, there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, uh, infertile um, couples um, dealing with cultural expectations around childbearing, um, around um, needing social support, um, around stress. Interestingly, um, in Turkey, the, in terms of accessing treatment, you know, uh, infertility treatment is covered uh, by insurance to a point. And um, that's very different here, we are hearing. And so, actually, um, uh, couples here are often experiencing you know, extreme financial stress on top of, yep. yeah, and so that it, it was very striking to me, um, that difference. Yep. And, and then the other piece also, you know, we're talking to uh, couples who are uh, in same-sex relationships, and um, that's a different layer of, uh, you know, an intersecting identity and sometimes challenges around that, which... Um, has not, you know, uh, in Turkey, that, that isn't as much of an issue because those couples don't have access to treatment, unfortunately. Um, so, so, yeah, we are starting to sort of pick apart some interesting differences. So, so we can understand the cultural differences <laughs> exactly after the study <laughs> and clearly. Well, ladies and doctors, I appreciate you both for joining me today and Definitely going to look forward to doing a follow-up with you. Hopefully uh, in sometime October we can uh, maybe review some of the results and some of the findings that you guys have discovered. Uh, once again, uh, any last thoughts or, or comments you'd like to make? Uh, I would just say, uh, number one, thank you so much for your interest and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, and secondly, that um, if anyone you know wants to reach out and get in touch with us, we're happy to talk. You know, we're here to learn and um, to uh, to hear about folks' experiences and perspectives and you know, their suggestions about the study. So, um, and more than welcome to find it. We are at the School of Nursing um, at the University of Missouri, Columbia, Sinclair School of Nursing. You find our contact information easily on uh, the nursing school website, and we love to talk to people. So. Thank you again. Uh, I'm really appreciate and I'm really impressed with your support, not only uh, your group, but uh, Facebook and the other groups. It's also, it's very impressive for me because uh, I never uh, imagined like this big support for this study. I really appreciate for your uh, time and uh, conversation with us. Uh, really nice for it and, uh, to meet with you and your group. Uh, I hope two or three months later we can talk the results of the study and uh, maybe uh, we can find uh, good uh, information and good results uh, to share with your group again. 
That would be perfect. Again, thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you tuning in, I will have in the show notes not only information on the study as well as how you can get to that study, but also the doctor's contact information. So feel free to reach out to them. So once again, thanks for joining us today, and we'll hope to talk to you soon. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryo scope. Check them out at mcrmfertility.com. And thank you again to Dr. Ozturk and Dr. Bloom from the University of Missouri in Columbia. It's always an honor to be able to bring about uh, ways to increase the field of education surrounding the world of assisted reproductive technologies. And I'm very happy that uh, this opportunity is presented to all of you listening out there. You have the opportunity to participate and maybe by your participation, you'll gain knowledge from the results that they obtain that could even be beneficial to you. And obviously, for those who will be going down the road and traveling their own journey in the future. So we do definitely hope you'll participate. Again, that information will be available in the show notes, available on our website at focusonfertility.net, as well as contact information for both of the doctors if you'd like to reach out to them independently. Don't forget, if you're new to the program or maybe you've wanted to go check out a few of the previous episodes and just have forgotten where to go, well, you can simply go to our website again at focusonfertility.net or you can follow us and see all of our episodes on the major podcasting hosting sites such as iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio Network, and on Podcast One. And until we join up again next week for another edition of Focus on Fertility, I'm wishing you the very best along your fertility journey, and we'll talk soon.